Hi there, and welcome to Mosaic Church's Portable Talks podcast series on Christian community development. My name is Andrew Karam, and I'm the lead pastor of Mosaic Intercultural Church in London, Ontario. And I'm Kenny Wallace, and I'm the pastor of Liturgy. And I'm David Cottrell, Mosaic's pastor of Outreach and Community Development. So we are here to do three things. First, we will share our stories of Christian community development. Second, we'll discuss the scriptures that call us and teach us to practice Christian community development. And third, we will consider practical steps that each of us can take as individuals, but also that we can take as a church community to grow in Christian community development. Christian community development is a a bit of a mouthful, so we'll often talk about it as CCD. It's one of Mosaic's compass points, so we believe Jesus has called all Christians to follow him and practice CCD in one way or another. CCD is an approach we take to every area of our work at Mosaic. So, for example, I, in in my work with our liturgists, our our worship leaders here, um, we're using Christian community development, or CCD, principles there. So we got the wording Christian Community Development from the Christian Community Development Association, the CCDA, which began in Mississippi in the southern United States. We do not have a formal relationship with them, and they are not seeking to expand as an organization outside of the United States, which we really respect. But the reason we have adopted this language is, first, that it is explicitly Christian. It's rooted in the scriptures, and it flows out of the ministry of faithful Christians in their own context. Second, it is distinct. It stands out, and it has clear Christian concepts that are connected with it and rooted in the context from which they come. Third, we really respect the example that our brothers and sisters in the CCDA have set, and we want to learn from them and emulate their work in our own context. Mm-hmm. And throughout these podcast episodes, you'll get to hear the stories how each of us has been influenced and shaped by Christian community development. You'll also hear how we live out CCD in our work here at Mosaic and our lives in London. And we'll take the time in each episode to discuss the scriptures that God has used to call us to this kind of work and that he's used to teach us how to do it. We'll also talk about practical ways that you can take a CCD approach to life. And we'll pray for you and bless you into the faithful practice of CCD. So actually, let me take a moment and pray a blessing now. Yahweh, Creator God, we thank you for planting us here in this land, in this city. We pray blessings for the peace and prosperity of London, as you've instructed us to do. May our time talking about CCD bless and honor you, even as it blesses our community here. In the name of Jesus and by the power of your great spirit, amen. Amen. So tonight, or this first episode, we are going to get to hear David's story uh, about how he first encountered CCD. So... um, David, I mean, get us going, man. How did, how did you first come across CCD? Wow, it was about 30 years ago. I can remember I was taking classes at Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena, California, and we had to buy our textbooks. And one of our textbooks was this big green book, and it had just come out a few months before, and it's called um, Building Communities from the Inside Out, 
a path towards finding and mobilizing a community's assets. Hmm. And this was a book that was new and one of my professors had found it and wanted to introduce it to our class as I was taking an international development program. Hmm. And uh, as we got into this book, it was fascinating. It was this ABCD, um, which is Mm -hmm. asset-based community development, something that has come out of Chicago with uh, um, the authors were John McKnight and John... um, Kidsmen, and uh, they had brought together this um, whole book that showed how that um, instead of looking at what we can bring to a community, um, to enter a community and see what the community has, and then the community itself um, being able to uh, do the things that they needed to do, and that all the answers and resources that a community needs were already present there. Mm-hmm. And this was a radical idea to me. I, I never heard this before, mm-hmm. and. It was amazing. It was, they were talking about how the fact it was just like in a seed, you have everything that's needed there for a tree. Mm-hmm. All that's needed is some water and some soil and everything's there. Mm-hmm. And I'd never looked at a community that way. And they explained that this is what community development is. So that was something that really, really cool. kind of hit me yeah. across the face. So. So how many courses did you take that were focused on that international development and that had ABCD and CCD? Well, there was other courses in the years following um, that I had some professors that worked with World Vision, and we did a lot on how to evaluate programs Mm. that are done. And in looking at things that are done and then evaluating, we were looking at what went right and what went wrong. And Mm. oftentimes what went wrong... um, was when they didn't take a community development approach mm. and they didn't um, go to the community and really do what they needed to do. Sure. Okay. That's fascinating. So then, you, so that was seminary. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I was like, you said 30 years ago, you were at Fuller. <laughs> I'm like, dude, <laughs> I know what I was doing 30 years ago. I wasn't at Fuller. Um, but uh, so then when you graduated um, with your MDiv, you began to live out. It was actually, CCD. it wasn't an MDiv, just to correct you. No, I just an MA. It was a two-year. Master of Arts yes. in Intercultural... Intercultural Studies. Intercultural Studies. Oh, okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. So then you finished your MA in Intercultural mm-hmm. Studies, and mm-hmm. then you went and applied this stuff mm-hmm. in the community around LA, right? Yes. So can you tell us a bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so my work was with uh, in a needy neighborhoods in Santa Ana, California, where we were planting churches. And the way we were planting them is by meeting needs of the people. Mm -hmm. And so we had um, basically went into communities, found out what their needs were, whether it was after school tutoring, whether it was food, whatever the needs were. And then we worked together with people in the communities to come up with solutions. And then um, together we, we worked and we often worked alongside the cities and other agencies there so that um, together we could help the communities really flourish and grow and at the same time plant a church. That's awesome. And what, what were some of the scriptures that really spoke deeply to you in that season of life as this kind of these practices were, were forming in your, in your mm-hmm. life? Well, it, um, there were many scriptures, but many from the Gospels when Jesus was traveling and he saw the people that were calling out for help and he went and got to know them by name mm. and cared for them and uh, spent time with them. 
and met their physical needs, mm-hmm. and whether it was healing or whether it was for whatever it, it, their need was, mm-hmm. and then um, just spending time with them and bringing a community together. So the passages in Acts where we had diverse communities, I was working with yeah, um, yeah. very diverse groups of people, and to bring them together, um, that, those were really significant to me in that time. That's mm-hmm. awesome. You got some questions for him? Yeah, I mean it. It reminds me of uh, the the passage in Micah, right? Micah mm-hmm. six eight, where God's saying like, "There's three things. There's just three things you need." And Jesus lived that out. Like, mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, "You gotta seek justice. You gotta love kindness and walk humbly before God." Mm-hmm. And so you. And those those passages, like Jesus is literally doing that, mm-hmm. and you were doing that in the path of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? So, like, how did how did that that play out as you're you went to school, right? So you're yes. getting this theological education, and now mm-hmm. you got to put it into practice. How did that play out for you? Well, some of the things we realized that we needed pastors and leaders in the churches, and the best people to do that were people from the communities who mm. already understood the communities, who spoke the language, whether it was Spanish. We had um, other Vietnamese and Cambodian uh, groups there, mm-hmm. but we had um, people who oftentimes had come out of those communities, and so they knew them best, and they didn't have the educations to be able to go to seminary, mm-hmm. so we did Bible training, so to train up pastors and leaders. Um, We did a Bible Institute so that they could come and get the education they needed in order to lead their people in those communities. And that was the model that we took. Those were unpaid positions. None of those Mm -hmm. pastors received a penny Mm -hmm. for their work. They were called by God to serve their people. So they had day jobs Mm -hmm. and they had weekend and and evening jobs in the church. So good. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And you're working with... um the Urban Ministry Institute, yes, and the World Impact, right? Mm-hmm. Ephraim Smith, Smith, Doctor mm-hmm. Ephraim, Reverend Doctor Ephraim Smith. That's amazing. Um, so talk to us a bit about um, Luke fourteen. That's been something that's been yeah, on so, your heart. Yeah, so I was hired to come to London to do community development work along uh, Huron, yeah. and uh, I remember when we first came, the first time I drove along there, looking at all the apartment buildings, looking at all there, and saying, I don't know a single person. Mm-hmm. How am I going to love and care for this community that I've been called to when I don't know anybody? Mm-hmm. And I had an opportunity to preach at North Park, and God took me to a passage uh, Luke 14, verses 12 to 14, read them to you. This is what Jesus is saying to his to a host that he was at his house. He said, when you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. So I remember preaching on that to the church, but I was really preaching it to myself. <laughs> and I, I applied that. I went out, um, and I remember on July 1st, 2005, I invited hundreds and hundreds of flyers. I took out postcards. I put them on every bus stop. Mm-hmm. I went to stores, got permission to put them in the stores, invited everyone to a parking lot on Huron at the little church there. Mm-hmm. And to my surprise, the day came and hundreds of people showed up. Hundreds and hundreds of That's people amazing. showed up. Yeah. And thankfully, I had a group of people 
from the church that came with me. So we were able to host them. We had a barbecue. We got to know so many people. Even to this day, there's people I met there that I still know. Mm -hmm. And that one event, just by applying those scriptures in Luke, Mm -hmm. um, God rewarded that. And uh, so that takes me to one of the principles of CCD, Mm -hmm. which is that it's church-based. It was a church Mm -hmm. opening up Mm -hmm. and just going out on the street and basically meeting people. And uh, one of the things I love about CCD is that it is church-based. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is the church. And, and one of the responsibilities of the church is to evangelize, disciple, and nurture people in the kingdom. Yeah. But they also have the responsibility to love the neighborhood mm-hmm. and the neighbors. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's out of that that the church body, that ideas and programs should emerge out mm-hmm. of the the love and the community um, together. And so I, that just really gives me energy and, and uh, just to be able to do that. So good, man. That, that surprise, um, it's something that happens yeah, right? all the time, right? Like God sends us out to do the work and we're like, whoa, you showed up, God. <laughs> like you showed mm-hmm. up. Um, but it's, it's amazing because that, that work, like the promise that he gave when they came, the disciples came back surprised mm. was like, you're going to see even more. You're going to see even yeah. more. So like when you, you see the gifts and assets of the community or you see these kids that have grown up under, under these ministries you've done, like what's, what's your, your hope for mm. the more? Like what's the more wow. that's coming? So I have the desire that, that the people that are in the community become part of a church that's in the community mm-hmm. and continue the work for years and years and years. So mm-hmm. I really believe that the church is the only thing that can really sustain yeah. that kind of work. People will come and go, programs will come and go, but the church is a community that should be open. Mm-hmm. And And I'm always thrilled when I read through Acts and see how diverse the early church was mm-hmm. and how much time they spent together eating and getting to know one another. Mm-hmm. I've always believed that eating at a table, when you're eating the same food at the same table, it breaks down so many barriers yeah. that everything else puts up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> hmm. So in terms of practical steps, David, that, um, that you would be excited to see people in our church take or that you'd say, hey, you know, this is a practical step just flowing from your own experience, what you've shared, what you've shared with us tonight. Where would you want to point us? I would say that there's uh, people out there that are open for relationship um, to start by getting to know their name. Mm-hmm. Write it down. Um, remember it. And the next time you see them, use their name. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the beginning of a relationship. But being available, it takes time. Um, things don't happen quickly. People are not our projects. They're, they're people, just like we like to be respected and treated. Um, people want to be listened to. They want to be loved. And they're waiting for us to take that first step. Oftentimes, they're not going to. Um, yeah. That's part of following Jesus. Jesus took the first step and uh, is encouraging us to do that. So I would say that it's not like we need to... Be out there with hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. We need to take the first step to get to know some people 
and they will respond as we love them. People yeah. respond mm-hmm. to love and care and, and commitment to doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. You know, one thought before we ask you to pray for us and, and wrap it up. As you said, so one of the principles of CCD is that it's church-based. And I wonder if there might be people who would be listening to this who might feel like they want to live out CCD without the strength that, that they could receive from within the church, right? So I wonder if for some of our people listening, actually like thinking really seriously about their connection with a local church would be really helpful for them too. Mm-hmm. I really believe that it's really hard to do this on our own yeah. and to sustain it, but together we can do it and we can... Yeah. Um, I can only look after a few people and care for them, but with my church, we can do hundreds of people and we can care for our community and be known for that. And it's rare today for churches to be known for loving their community and being a part of them, but that's one thing we just would love, Mosaic, to be known in this area Mm. as a church that cares for their community. Mm -hmm. Well, why don't you pray for our listeners and close our time? Father God, we are grateful that we have a great example to follow in Jesus Christ, that Jesus didn't walk by people, that he stopped, he uh, talked to them, he listened to them, he met them where they were and cared for them and loved them deeply. And Lord, they were never the same. And Lord, so I ask that you would use us as a church to just follow in the footsteps of Jesus, to go out and to love people and to care for them. And, Lord, that you would point us to what we should be doing. Lord, I pray that we would have ears to listen, to uh, listen deeply so that we would know uh, the cries of the people, so we would know how to respond. And, Lord, that we would trust in your Holy Spirit to guide and lead us. And we know that you've provided the gifts and abilities and resources within our church body to do this work, that we don't have to fear that we'll uh, run out but, Lord, that out of our overflow, we can care for this community. So, God, would you use us in the name of Jesus? Amen. Amen. I agree. Well, thanks for joining us for this Mm -hmm. Portable Talks podcast on Christian community development. We're Andrew Karam, Kenny Wallace, and David Cottrell, the pastoral team at Mosaic Intercultural Church London. We're looking forward to sharing more stories, scripture, and steps you can take to grow in Christian community development. See you again soon. Take care.